For the first time in the history of my life, being able to speak German has made me a better Senators fan. <laughs> Welcome to the Samalnikan Life. I'm Poppy. And I'm Biata. And this is the podcast that nobody asked for, but everybody needs. As always, before beginning the podcast, we would like to acknowledge that um, this podcast, or at least my half of it, is written and recorded on unceded and unsurrendered Mi'kmaq territory. And to support your local indigenous community, please consider donating to organizations who are providing essential care. Examples, if you're living in Ottawa, are the Ottawa Native Friendship Center, Wabano and Minwashan Lodge. I'm also going to mention that because I'm in Mi'kma'gi, I would encourage people to donate to the Mi'kmaq at Digby right now. If you're not aware of what's happening, basically a bunch of settlers are cutting their traps, destroying their boats, causing like so, so much damage to their property and their ability to make a living off of lobster fishing and it's yeah it's a, it's a very bad situation right now and they are quite in need of money and I'm gonna put a um, a link to make a donation in the show notes yeah and as we mentioned if you're in Ottawa like you're on Algonquin territory the Algonquin nation is still enforcing a moose moratorium so mm-hmm. we'll also add that link to the show notes if you want to support the land defenders there it's really important for us to like support indigenous land sovereignty and to support indigenous people like sort of living off of their land right like it's Mm -hmm. crazy that in this day and age we're still trying to take away that right but that's literally the entire history of canada am i right ladies so yeah pretty much let's do better yeah so what are we drinking beata Okay, I actually have an alcoholic beverage today. I am drinking No Boats on Sunday Cranberry Rosé Cider. It's very good. That sounds amazing. Yeah, they have it in Ontario too, but I think it's a Nova Scotia thing. It sounds delightful. Um, I'm drinking a wine spritzer that I made myself, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) which literally means it's a a grey bug under from Ryan Hessen. This is very boring. And sparkling water. I wish I could tell you the brand or like the name of the of the vineyard, but it literally just said Ryan Hessen on it's it's just generic wine. <laughs> because apparently that's the thing that exists in Germany. So we're having a good time. That sounds fun. It is good. <laughs> so I want We to... actually have so much sense stuff to talk about. Uh, it's been such a good week. I mean, first of all, it's been a wonderful week for me personally, because I I was pretty realistic about the fact that we weren't going to get Byfield in the trade. It just mm-hmm. didn't seem reasonable to me that anybody would pass Byfield until the third pick. Mm-hmm. And I was very stoked about Stutzler, and we got Stutzler. And that really warmed my heart. We also got Sanderson, we got Greg. Two picks that people were a little bit surprised by, but 
in the end of the at the end of the day everybody was like these are really solid players they're gonna be really good in the NHL right yeah I I will be honest I don't know that much about prospects if you want to get like good draft analysis listen to the cost per point cast but I don't know they seemed all right yeah like people seem disappointed but I don't know it didn't seem terrible also Poppy did you did you slide into the DMs did you ask? Oh god, Stutzler I have to. to I have to get in touch with Stutzler. I'm so sorry. I've been a failure. I have to say, like, obviously, I think people were kind of focusing on the, like, super top picks. Mm-hmm. Um, people were definitely paying attention to Stutzler and Byfield, including, including myself. When it got further down, I mean, I've been listening to Cosper Pointcast, and I think it's really important to point out once again that if you're interested in analytics or prospects, <laughs> that's where Cosper Pointcast comes in. I that's do not know. a territory <laughs> I, I do know here's my analysis of the the latter rounds of the of the draft my favorite player what was his name Gunnar Wolf Fontaine signed well was drafted by the Predators and my other favorite players Ivan Ivan and Primo Self were not drafted um which I'm I think is so really disappointed <laughs> that we did not draft Primo Self Right. My favorite name ever. Like it's so I mean, <laughs> I would personally pronounce it Primo Self. <laughs> but it's I don't know. <laughs> it's so good, like my best self. It's such a great name. Um, I also have to say that I'm personally like a bit disappointed about not drafting Rossi. I know people were sort of on the fence about him. I know that like Ottawa has a weird obsession with drafting people from Ottawa and it doesn't always go well for us. I know people are iffy about drafting 67's players. Well, especially since Cody Cece, everybody is like, oh God, should we be drafting 67's players? But I loved Rossi. I loved watching him play last season. He's an incredibly (laughs) fast, you know, kind of pesky player, which I loved pesky sons, so I would have loved to have seen him on the team. But... I mean, you know, I'm happy for him. I'm happy he got he got drafted pretty pretty early on and um mm-hmm. I'm stoked to see Sanderson and Greg. Yeah. And what I, I love do. that like Cody Cece has single handedly ruined sixty sevens players for us. It's like because because we messed up with Cody Cece, now like all sixty sevens players are just bad. We can't have them. <laughs> okay. Can we talk about like how that draft went though? Because Byfield's outfit first of all was oh, amazing such and a i love how when they like asked him how it felt to be to have his name called like you know this guy knew that he was either going to los angeles or ottawa right like yeah. that was the only question and he was like yeah it was a huge relief to hear my name called and i know he meant like it was a relief to be drafted at all but it kind of sounded to me <laughs> like it was a huge relief to find out I wasn't going to Ottawa, which, like, so fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, LA for a young kid is probably such a fun place to go. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, it's also so exciting, right? Like, he's the highest drafted black pay- player in NHL history. That in yeah. itself is so amazing and so exciting. It was so delightful to see him with his family just celebrating. Oh, my God. They were so, so cute. <laughs> like, it was so funny to see the families like um uh Alexis Lafreniere was he had this 
weird. Like, it looked very like it looked like a hotel lobby. <laughs> thing. Like, yeah, they had these high back chairs and like the curtains in the background, and they were all sitting up straight, looking like very professional. Yeah. Um, and then Byfield just had like his entire family crowded around like three couches. It was so wholesome. But I thought that was so sweet. And like Stutzler, I mean, Germany's doing a lot better than North America, right? So Stutzler was in a sports bar. But it was such a contrast to see the different places in which all the players were to get drafted. It was delightful. It was really good to see Byfield get drafted. I'm super happy for him. Obviously, I would have been super stoked to have him on Ottawa, but I'm super stoked to have Stutzler on Ottawa as well. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was I was pretty thrilled. And Do you so, think he got a bunch of free beers at that sports bar? Oh, 100%. I mean, beers are so cheap here as well. And also, he's allowed to legally <laughs> drink in Germany. Like, you're allowed to start drinking at 16. So he probably had a good night. Although he did have to speak to the press <laughs> a lot, which was another thing where, like, I stayed up for the draft. Um, I stayed up until Ottawa had, like, its third pick. So I stayed, yeah, I stayed until, like... Oh, I didn't even last that long. Oh, <laughs> God, it took so long. But at that point, it was, like, really late. And then I listened to Stutzler's interview on TSN. And somebody was like, oh, how, you know, what's the time there? And he was like, oh, it's, like, 3 a.m., but, you know, I'm pumped. And I was like, it can't be 3 a.m. He's lying. It's not 3 a.m. And I looked at the clock, and I was like, oh, my God, it's 3 a.m. <laughs> I can't, can't believe this. But, you know, it's it's exciting for me personally, like, having grown up in Germany, it's exciting to see that... Um, the game is really growing here and that we're getting some mm-hmm. really promising prospects here. If Stutzler had been drafted second, he would have been the highest drafted German player in the history of the NHL. He ended yeah. up coming in the same spot as Dreisaitl. So he was really excited and he's like clearly really thrilled to be drafted by the Sens, which mm-hmm. is cute, but has also led to the best thing that has ever happened <laughs> in sports media for me personally and this is like why I was saying that finally my language skills are coming in because today I was just looking at the internet and I I'd literally just like looked up the word senators or something and the first Mm -hmm. article that popped up is by I I love to go on the internet and look up senators (laughs) (laughs) it's really cast that's how I start my day but I'm just so excited about this article and I tweeted about it and I got like so many interactions. So I promised I'd sum up some of the highlights because it's it's so beautiful. It's so funny to see this in a German on a German website. And it's this article by Christian Paschwitz for Sport 1, Sport One. And the title of the article is Stutzler's Deranged Boss at the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> Or at the center. <laughs> it's so amazing. So it's like are you, are you sure you didn't ghostwrite this? I'm amazed. I've I didn't expect like a you know, you always think that the Melnick stuff is kind of exists within the Ottawa bubble, or at least within the Canadian mm-hmm. bubble, like the the understanding of what is happening. But, you know, I've got to give Pashwitz like so much credit for this article. He got everything in it and it's so funny because we're used to hearing Eugene news you know like bit by bit you know every few months we're Mm -hmm. like oh my god what has he done (laughs) and now it was all put into this short article and I was like holy (laughs) shit 
Nothing's crazy. <laughs> like, this is so funny. So, the article literally starts with, there are guys out there who you really wish got their worst enemies as their bosses. But Tim Stutzler's not one of those guys. <laughs> and then he's talking about... I feel that. <laughs> like, you know, like, we don't wish this on him. So he's talking... I don't wish this on anyone. <laughs> no. So he's talking about, you know, how he was drafted third, how that's, like, put him on the same level as Dreisaitl, and um, how excited he said he was to play in, in Ottawa, which, you know, is, like, the Canadian capital, which everybody thought was really cute that Stutzler kept mentioning that Ottawa is the Canadian capital. Also, this <laughs> article refers to Ottawa as an ice hockey metropolis. I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't even have ice hockey in the actual city. I mean, not NHL hockey, <laughs> the actual city. It's so funny. So then, the ne- like, one of the sentences is, um, the man's called Eugene Melnick. And if only half of the things that are said about the senator's owner are true, you don't just want to congratulate Stutzler. You also want to feel bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's and then the- so true. The first, like, the, you know, there's got, like, sort of sections, a title. The first title is Senator's Boss Melnick, Worst Franchise Owner? Question <laughs> mark. And then we've got, you know, the whole thing, how he became sort of, how he became rich because of buying a pharmaceutical firm, how in 2015 he got his liver transplant, even though he's been living in Barbados to avoid taxes. <laughs> and how he's been sort of like lying about his wealth for a really long time. Um, he, he points out that in, 20, in 2003, when he was buying the senators, Melnick told investors that a lorry accident had uh, destroyed pharmaceutical products and that that's why he lost some revenue, even though that was untrue. He's... He also refers to Melnick as a little bit like Trump because of his lies about <laughs> his business and how rich he is and how well he's actually doing. Maybe this guy was reading Silver Seven. This guy is we like make that comparison all the time. Really going in. He uh, talks about how how he traded Eric Carlson. He talks about how he's constantly like not giving players the money that he's that they're asking. Um, They're also talking about how he once said that he didn't want to, you know, work hard his entire life just to support a hockey team, which is deranged. Mm. Um, They refer to 2018, when he got rid of Eric Carlson, when there was the scandal, quote-unquote, between um, Carlson's wife and... uh, Monica Carrick. Exactly, who was literally bullying her for having a stillbirth, which is one of the worst things you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also refers to the Randy Lee scandal when Randy Lee was um, <laughs> accused of sexually harassing young men. Uh, <laughs> and then it keeps on going. <laughs> then he talks about the Melnick out like trend and how people f- funded the billboard. And then he talks about the fake accounts on Twitter and how, like, there's this huge rumor that all the pro Melnick accounts on Twitter are fake, which is wild. He also refers to, you know, like, Twitter accounts 
refer like fighting with Lisa McLeod and referring to her as a fucking loser. And let's see what else we put. Oh, and then finally, on top of everything else, he's like, oh, and also the Senators Foundation <clears throat> gone. Now they're, like, partnering with Melnick's foundation, which is crooked, basically. Like, which has bad reviews, and this, the the money that's fundraised is not actually going to research. I was like, holy shit, my dude. This is a very short read. He really packs it all into it. I, I love this so much. I hope this guy was reading Silver 7, because, like, obviously, like, everyone's been covering this, but, like, we definitely have to. And I just love the idea of some guy in Germany being like, let's, like, examine these Ottawa senators. Like, let's see what this team is all about, and just falling down the rabbit hole. I mean, the <laughs> only thing I can All think. the, like, weird shit that we have been talking about for the last few years. I mean, it might have been the case. I mean, this is, like, my fan fiction. I have no idea what's happening. But you know how sometimes there's just, like, random news drama and you get kind of obsessed with it? Like, there's sometimes random news stories that do not affect me and I'm kind of obsessed with them. And I think Melnick could really fall into this category for, like, a foreign, you know, sort of sports-interested person. And maybe when Stutzler was drafted, he was like, oh, my God, my time to shine. Like... (laughs) I, you know, I bring up Caroline Calloway a lot. If in my life, Caroline, if Caroline Calloway started dating a hockey player, I would be like, this is my time to shine. Finally, everything I have like shoved into my brain of this stupid, stupid drama can come out somewhere. I feel like it would be really fun if that's how this man felt about Eugene Melnick. And I mean, like, if he's writing for a sports website and like clearly knows a decent amount about hockey, like... It's possible that he already knew about this and was like, I yeah. can't wait to, like, tell these German readers <laughs> the weird shit that's been going on in Ottawa. Um, but it's so funny because, like, I don't know, we talk about this so much that it almost sometimes feels like we're, like, it's, I don't know, like, we're overreacting. Like, you get kind of used to talking about Velnik all the time, right? Mm. And it's like, is it that big of a deal or does it just feel like a big deal? But yeah. it's very, it's kind of reassuring. <laughs> Every time I see people who, like, aren't Sens fans just be like, this Melnick guy. <laughs> it's so fun. I do want to translate, like, the last paragraph in the article. But the last paragraph says, For Stutzler, the NHL dream has been granted by being drafted by the Senators. At least for now. And then they quote him as saying, This is the best thing that could have happened for me. I had a cup I had a bunch of meetings with them before and they just seemed really great. The 18-year-old <laughs> said <laughs> um you know, so the 18-year-old who was playing for Adler Mannheim, who was one of the best rookies in the past season and the last sentence just said, "What forward Stutzler is really letting himself in for in Ottawa is something the future will show." And I'm like, "Man, <laughs> This kid is so stoked to be in Ottawa. <laughs> I know. I almost feel bad. Like it's so sweet. Like it's so it was it's so sweet to see him like so excited about this. It's um really nice to see someone actually excited to be in Ottawa, right? Like yeah. you know, we're not really used to that. I don't expect it at this point. But it's also kind of like, oh no, you you sweet innocent teenager, you don't know what you're in for. Yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm really stoked to have him 
on the team. I think it's maybe good that he's a little bit naive. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a really young team now. And as much as it, I've sort of bemoaned the fact that we're losing some of the players who I really loved, mm-hmm. maybe it's good to have a team that's just a little bit naive, that's, like, excited and just, like, pumped to be playing in the NHL at all. That being said, I'm sure that Eugene will find ways to make this unbearable for them. But, you know, it's it just made me laugh so much knowing that, you know, Stutzler was really stoked. And most of the German news about the draft was just like this very excited reporting on the fact that, you know, German players had been drafted really early and specifically that Stutzler had been drafted really early and referring to like Dreisaitl's success in the NHL. And, you know, this like sort of really excited reporting about the status of hockey in Germany and the future of hockey in Germany. And to then, you know, from that, go to this article that's like, by the way, have you heard of Eugene Melnick? Was just (laughs) beautiful. And I also want to congratulate, you know, my fellow Sens fans on Melnick Out officially making international (laughs) news. (laughs) Like, we did it. Like the the literal billboard it only took a few years, was in the international you know, news. I mean, that is exciting. I'm sure that, you know, it's probably been reported on in the US, but it's made it across the pond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love that for us. I just love the idea of like a bunch of German sports fans like being knowledgeable about about Melnick out and the Melnick problem. <laughs> like, you know, it's not just an Ottawa thing or an NHL thing. Like, you know, now other people are getting concerned. It's like vindicating for me because I feel like for so long I've been sort of screaming into the void. Uh, <laughs> like when I'm not in Canada, I mean, it, you know, obviously like I have a group of friends who are Sans fans in Canada and stuff, but when I'm not there, I'm always like, ah, you know, like, nobody knows about this. Mm-hmm. It's exciting, A, obviously, just to see the game become more influential and more exciting in Germany. And I've definitely, like, on a personal level experienced that, where over the last, I'd say, five to maybe a little bit over five years, but definitely over the last five years, a lot of people who I know here have started, you know, attending hockey games and knowing who their teams are and who are on their teams and like actually paying an interest in the game which was not something I grew up with personally and so to see this sort of growing excitement over here is really great because it's a sport that I genuinely really love and I think is really fun and I think that we still have this sort of young enthusiasm for the sport and that's why we were all so excited to see Germans be drafted so early in the NHL and to like succeed in the NHL it's something that's so new to us but on the other hand, it also obviously means that this like NHL drama is going to slowly start seeping into our media. <laughs> That's so fun. I really love that. It's great. I also want to, I totally forgot to add this to our doc, but it's so important to me personally, okay. which is that I, for reasons obviously, wanted to find out who the mascot of Adler Mannheim is. Adler Mannheim <laughs> is the team that Stützler is playing on. And it's it's a weird situation where, like, the team itself doesn't have a mascot, but this, the rink where they play has a mascot. Like, the, okay. the stadium has a mascot. And the mascot is called Hamster Udo. And Hamster Udo, a couple of years ago, was actually fired. The man who had been in Hamster Udo for, like, nine years, like, a really long time, got fired. And there was this, like, whole scandal because an opposing team had been sort of harassing him, like sort of yelling profanities. I think they said that, like, some sort of beer cans were thrown at him and stuff. And he started making really offensive gestures. 
Like, <laughs> while wearing the mascot costume, this guy started showing them the middle finger and, like, like, you know, like, doing the motion where you put your hips back and forth, like, in a sexy <laughs> way. <laughs> and they actually had to fire him because he was so offensive. <laughs> What a way to go, though. Like, I wonder if that guy was just like, I fucking hate my job. <laughs> I mean, go out with a pang. That but actually stand. Was... You should not have fired that guy. I I love that. There was a petition by fans who were complaining about how, like, the crowd was really rowdy in general and, like, the opposing, the fans of the opposing teams had just been, like, so unreasonable that it was just understandable for him to, you know, react that way. So there was actually a petition to try and keep that man's job. He did lose his job, but uh, solidarity with Hamster Udo, that's (laughs) brilliant news. I really love that. Gritty punched a child, and as far as I know, (laughs) Gritty, like, I don't know if the person has switched, but, like, if if that person got fired, I do not know about it. And I keep on top of mascot news. Yeah, I mean, you know, Germans are a little bit more, um, how do I put this? specific like they're very like when something like that happens you're gonna get fired but it's funny and i love it and i just really wanted to share that news with everyone (laughs) so speaking speaking about things that people wanted to be shared for so long (laughs) the jerseys we finally got them just after we recorded our last episode the like Mm. logo and everything was leaked and we finally got to see the actual jerseys the day of the draft. They They're look nice. amazing. They look so They're good. They're like, okay, personally, I don't love just like black and white jerseys. I find those kind of boring. However, those black jerseys look so good. They go and so like, hard. The white ones I'm not quite as much of a fan of. I didn't like the, the old white jerseys either. Like, they're fine. I wonder if they could have done just, like, black and red jerseys. But I remember kind of looking at the logo Uh, and being like, they couldn't have done, like, red jerseys with that logo. I think the red would have not maybe looked that good. I think the black Mm -hmm. is amazing. People have been complaining about there not being a white sort of stripe in between the red lines on on the sleeves of the black jerseys. I completely disagree with that. I think the all black just makes it look really intense. And, like, it's... Especially with, like, the pants and the pads and everything, like... The whole black and red, it just looks really cool. And then my personal unpopular opinion is that I actually really love the white jersey. Just from a perspective of somebody who hopefully at one point will wear a jersey. Uh, <laughs> I think it'll look really cute with a pair of jeans. <laughs> like it's, um, it might, yeah. It's really nice. I don't think that they should have added anything to like the stripe at the bottom. People are nitpicking about these jerseys. People were gonna nitpick about these jerseys, but of course, like I, I really love them. I think they look really great, and I'm just honestly, I came very close to buying a jersey several times, like since <laughs> they've been announced. I haven't done it yet. I was like, I finally kind of talked myself down and was like, no, I'll just ask for one for Christmas. Like, you know, realistically, I'm not really gonna wear it. Like, do I want to wear an Ottawa Senators jersey with steam? Like. <laughs> in the state it is right now um and then this morning i got my i finally after like several months got my refund from my klm flight and i was Mm. like "Mm, i I could afford it now and then i i still talk myself down maybe i'll buy one i Um, don't know (laughs) will you be getting a name on the jersey or are you just 
thinking about a blank one. I wanted to get a Kachuk jersey. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know what? Even if he leaves, I don't even care. Everyone's going to leave. And I'm just going to... Just gonna get the jersey of the player I like. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really like reasonable. It's so stressful with the Ottawa Senators because it's like, you know, it's not like with the Capitals, but like you can get an Ovechkin jersey and you're gonna be good. It's mm. like every like I mean we, like every single player, you know, like the the chances of them leaving are so high, especially for some reason if they're like you know, solid franchise players. <laughs> so Yeah, that's that's a dead giveaway. <laughs> personally, like, I think um I I I would if it was just me, I would get a Colin White jersey because I love Colin White. And I know people will like roast me for this, but I personally just love Colin White. Um I think but like in a more reasonable way, like could I mean Colin White's good, but you know, people are always like, oh he's not that good. He's good. Leave me alone. Um I think Kachuk is great, and Shabbat, obviously, is amazing. Yeah, that was the other one. So, those are, like, I think Kachuk and Shabbat is, like, even if they do get traded, they're, like, super great players. You're not going to feel bad yeah. about having a, you know, Kachuk or Shabbat jersey at any point. I, at one point in my life, almost bought a Brassard jersey. I think I would have regretted <laughs> that <laughs> in the long I run. I mean, they're on sale now. <laughs> uh, last year, a friend of the show, Matt, Axe Matty, hello, had ordered a Eric Carlson jersey that was just, like, not the right size, and he gave it to me, which is so sweet. And it's, yeah. like, one of my most treasured possessions because, you know, like, Eric Carlson's not on the team anymore, but it's not like anybody's going to look at that jersey and be like, fuck Eric Carlson. Everybody loves yeah. Eric Carlson, and I think Kachuk is the same sort of safe bet. Mm-hmm. is See, I used to pick my jerseys based on, like, who I think is going to stay around for a long time, and I ended up with Carlson... Peugeot, MacArthur, and Stone. Oh, I think dear. that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So I I always just go with like if they get traded, will I hate them? <laughs> mm, yeah, that makes sense. And when it's like Kachuk, I'm like, no, I'm gonna literally love Kachuk until the day I die. Brady has my entire heart. Like, yo, speaking of Kachuk and jerseys, I just want to give a shout out to Kachuk for wearing Crocs in the <laughs> Sens, like, jersey promotion. Oh. Like, the, the video they made was so epic. It was so badass. The way they filmed it with the jerseys, the, those players looked amazing. Yeah. And Kachuk was literally wearing, like, gray Crocs. <laughs> I thought it was so cute. I, I, you know, like, Crocs are, Crocs are it now, man. Like, I would, it's been this sort of, like, ongoing joke that, like, all lesbians own Crocs among, like, a bunch of my friends, where, like, you know, friends of mine have been like, oh, maybe I should get a pair of Crocs as, like, a joke. But now that Brady Kachuk has worn Crocs, I'm like, damn, Crocs have made the mainstream. Like, <laughs> they where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> God, I love that kid so much. He's so funny. God, they also, um, I don't know if you saw this, but they released this, like, video where they had sort of followed Brady and his family the day of the draft. It was so delightful. It was so cute. It was just, like, you know, like, Matthew had gotten him this, like, suit jacket that had, like, the, you know, sort of, like, the logo for the draft and everything, like, in the lining. His dad had, like, a little, like, thing inside his 
suit jacket that said Brady's dad. There was this like adorable rivalry among Matthew and Brady, like a you know being like who's you know will Brady beat his position in the draft, and then. You know, like, his sister was there, and both Brady and Matthew were just like, she's literally the best athlete in the family. It was so cute. It was so delightful. And I was like, man, remember how mad we were? If they'd shown me that video, I wouldn't oh, have yeah. been mad. <laughs> I would have been like, I love this guy. It's Yeah, it's it's crazy to think, like, how, how mad we were and, like, how well that turned out. Yeah. Okay, but also because we're on the topic of Kachuk, I know that you want to talk about this oh, I want nerf to spawn. So desperately. <laughs> okay, Kachuk and his sponsorships make me so happy all the time. Like, his milk spawn was amazing. But, oh my god, watching that video of him and Matthew having a literal Nerf gun fight. And like, it's so cute. Poppy, you tweeted out, while I was in a class, I saw your tweet where you had, like, pictures of Kachuk like, <laughs> pointing a Nerf gun, and you were like, me hunting down, you know, Dorian after not signing Duclair, which we'll get to later. I saw that, and I burst out laughing and, like, could not stop laughing the entire time I was in this class. The video was so delightful. It's so fun. I think that that, like, you know, I think it's cute that they're, like, playing this sort of sibling rivalry thing Mm -hmm. where, like, they obviously get along so well. Mm -hmm. And they're just, like, both, I mean, obviously we see the brothers a lot because they're both in the NHL, but every time you see them interact with their sister as well, who is a, like, field hockey player, Mm -hmm. it's just, like, so sweet. It's this, like, you know, kind of healthy competition, but they clearly, like, all really love each other, and it's just (laughs) so fun to watch that. I also just have so much respect for Brady for doing the spawn, because I think that, like, a big thing in the NHL for a long time has been, you know, you don't want to be a flashy player, you don't want to necessarily, like, sell out, quote-unquote, you want to keep your head down, and the only spawn you really see for players is, like, maybe with, like, menswear, like, suits, you know what I mean? They'll do, like, you know, sports drinks and, yeah. like, Oh, and endy mattresses. Gear, but that barely even counts, really. Yeah, and, like, in and mattresses like that's literally it (laughs) seeing kachuk just like taking these weird like sponsorships i think it's really smart honestly he's probably making like Mm -hmm. some decent money off of it and it also is really endearing him to the fan base i i love it so much and like yeah watching that video i cannot wait for the next one apparently there are gonna be like several videos I don't know, just, like, so many of the faces that he made and, like, the poses with the Nerf gun, like, I was screenshotting every other <laughs> frame, like, this is, I, I need to save these for memes. <laughs> it's just so delightful. I mean, like, on a level of, like, where I'm a cynical, sort of, like, you know, uh, anti-capitalist person, I'm like, ah, like, somebody who already makes, you know, tons of money, making more money off of me liking them, you know, eh, this is bad. But on a personal level and a, the level of someone who just, like, enjoys shit, and I think that's okay, <laughs> watching Brady do Spawn is so much fun. And I think that it's nice. I, I mean, I think it's just, and we've talked about this, again, like, so many times in different situations, but I think this is sort of one of the more lighthearted versions of seeing how hockey culture is changing. Mm-hmm. Seeing, you know, hockey players be goofy and do dumb sponsorships like any other athlete in the world 
is so nice. Like, when I was a kid, I used to grow up with Duck Nowitzki making ads for, like, a bank. Like, that... (laughs) Or, like, for insurance or something like that. Like, something Mm -hmm. stupid. But I... You don't see that in the NHL that much. You still have this, like, weird, stupid macho culture where, like, yeah, maybe you'll do Spawn, but you'll only do it for, like, certain things. And those things are literally, like, suits, sports drinks, and mattresses. Like, there's no... uh, There's there's no wiggle room and there's not much personality in it. So it's nice to see this, like, kind of goofy symptom of the culture changing. I I think it's really great. I think it's really fun. It really is, yeah. So, um, another thing that I think is great and fun, surprisingly, is that the Sens traded for Matt Murray. Yeah. I don't think anybody saw this coming, right? Like, I was like, what? No. <laughs> like, I know that we were looking for a goalie, so, like, it's not, I guess, that surprising. I didn't think it would be Matt Murray. No, and, you know, like, everybody at first was like, um, What? But it makes sense. And then when they did, like, interview Matt Murray about it, he was really stoked. He was stoked about going back to Canada. He was really stoked about working with DJ Smith, which I thought was, like, interesting. He was quite humble about it. He was like, well, you know, like, I struggle with consistency and I talked to, you know, DJ Smith about it. And I think he has, like, a really good way to help me with that. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, not just a player being like, oh, I'm excited to talk to someone to, like work with so-and-so but a player being like these are my shortcomings I think this trainer could be really helpful for that and I'm like excited to go to this place was kind of charming and refreshing and it immediately Mm -hmm. endeared me to him still he was in net during game seven of the 2017 um, Eastern Conference Final oh yeah I mean and posted a 7-0 shutout during that series so I'm like this is weird, but, like, honestly, at this point, why not? Like, step one, get rid of all the Sens players who are on that team. Step mm-hmm. two, acquire the players from the other team. <laughs> That's how we win. <laughs> Sidney Crosby, hit us up. Imagine if we just literally drafted that entire team, because then we could technically claim that victory. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> could we? <laughs> No, but I'm like actually pretty thrilled about it. I think it's I think it's good. I think that you know, the goalie situation was getting a little bit dire with Anderson becoming a free agent with you know, we don't know what's happening with Nielsen, but it's not looking great, which you know, I'm really sad about. I thought Nielsen was an amazing player like on and off the ice. I would have liked to have had him stay with the Senators for a long time, but you know, health issues are health issues and I think it's obviously more important for him to like you know, stay a well-rounded, healthy person. So it's, you know, I think it's good that we've got some options, right? Yeah, for sure. And, like, to be fair, nobody on the Sens remembers, like, played against Matt Murray in that series. That's true. So, like, it's fine. (laughs) It's not going to be awkward. It's only awkward for the fans. And, like, I'm ready to like him. Yeah, I'm... I'm pretty stoked about this. I think he's going to be a great addition. And again, like, it's kind of cute to see someone actually, like, be excited to play for the Senators. I think that's something that we don't expect anymore, right? Yeah, it was it was a very wholesome, like, day, you yeah. know, when it was the draft day. 
and you know we were drafting people who were really excited to play here we got matt murray then things really went to shit yeah <laughs> it didn't last very long we we'll had talk about that more later we had we had one good day on the internet and one good day of science fans and i was like damn my life is so good right now i was about <laughs> to buy a jersey i was like i'm so excited this is great i'm so happy to be a Sens fan despite everything it was like this brief you know, like, 2017 was such an exciting time to be a fan, and we had this, like, whiff of it. You know, like, things were going mm. really good for a while, and it was so exciting to just, uh, experience that. Um, so I've got one more piece of, like, kind of dumb sense news to come to, because I've become obsessed with asking people related to the senators who their favorite mascot is. And I mean, obviously. Yeah. Um, I, I was like, Beata and I accidentally ended up in a Zoom call with Chris Neal the other day, and I did not ask him. It was, I just want to say that Zoom call was amazing, and like, I'm very disappointed that you didn't ask him that question, because it would have been awesome. It was just a very strange experience. Like, he just... I don't know, nobody expected him to be there, and he was there, and he, like, roasted Connor for not being a a good storm chaser, and (laughs) said that the Sens were thinking of taking a goalie at fifth overall. Which was such a, like... (laughs) Which we know he was just trolling now. (laughs) And then, like, yeah, he said, oh, you know... He, he talked about, like, how he's so excited about the New Jerseys, and I was kind of joking, like, yeah, sends Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've been at the forefront of this. They literally put tweets in their, like, announcement video, which was the funniest thing. It was very good. I have to say, like, I mean, you know, like, not to brag that we were in a Zoom call with Chris Neal or anything, right? Because that wasn't actually our doing. I literally logged on to Zoom and was like, holy shit, that's Chris Neal. And then I didn't know what to say, and I was just, like, excited. He was delightful. But I was also, in that moment, too starstruck to ask him about his favorite mascot. But luckily, I'm way better when I don't have to be face-to-face with someone. And I saw that Mark Mathot mm-hmm. had been answering, like, tweets. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, hey, Mark, who's your favorite mascot? And he was like, literally, I have never cared for mascots. That's not that's not an exact quote. Well, but he said good he... thing he's no longer on the team. Mark Mathot <laughs> is cancelled. I thought that was actually like so I thought that was actually really good of him because honestly, like let's be real as a player, you probably don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know who does give a shit? We do. We, we care do. so much about mascots. And not only do we care about them, we also know way too much about them. <laughs> And that brings us to the most important segment of the show. <laughs> um, the, the moment you've all been waiting for. The only reason anybody listens to this. I mean, um, it's really fun because there is Cosper Point cast and then there is that thing with the mascot minute. And that's us. <laughs> so you can stop skipping through the episode now. You can settle down, you know, grab a drink. Get cozy. Um, there's no super explicit part of this, but it's... But, like... Like, the implication is there. So, if you if you are uncomfortable with the implication that mascots might sometimes be horny, skip ahead to the ad. 
But if you're one of our regular listeners, and probably this is the only reason you listen, welcome. You're going to enjoy it. (laughs) We know know what you're all here for. (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) I just read what I wrote. (laughs) No, why? What am I about to say? Good luck. (laughs) If Sparty couldn't spend draft night with his team, he was glad he could at least spend it with the other mascots. Everyone was crowded around the TV in Carlton's mansion in various states of undress. Sparky... (laughs) (laughs) Sparky the dragon... (laughs) Sparky the dragon was in Sparta Cat's lap. They had grown very close. <laughs> okay. Fuck, okay, I'm, I'm muting you. Why do I always have to do this? Sparky the dragon was in Sparta Cat's lap. They had grown very close over the course of their time in the bubble, and the rest of them were all piled together on the couch as they placed bets on whose team would draft which player. Sparty just wanted to know... (laughs) Sparty just wanted to know who his next best friend would be. As the hockey man continued to talk on TV, Sparky leaned over to whisper in his ear, Wanna get out of here? <sighs> okay. <clears throat> God, I have to put my sexy voice on again. Sparta Cat shivered. Right now was probably the worst time to sneak away. It was an important night for the Ottawa Senators, after all. Still, this was taking forever, and Sparty didn't know how much time they had until Carlton got tired of hosting so many mascots and kicked them all out. His days with Sparky could be numbered. Where do you want to go? He whispered back, shifting in his seat as his mind ran wild with possibilities. What might the other mascot have in mind? He could hardly wait to find out. Sparky's... (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. I can do this. Sparky smirked. His wings slowly unfurling on his back. (laughs) (laughs) Sparty growled. (laughs) The draft was the last thing on his mind as he followed the other mascot out of the room and out into the backyard. God. <laughs> this is the best bit. <laughs> Their mouths collided. Sparta Cat putting his claws to good use. <laughs> I can't read the. <laughs> Their mouths. Ma- <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Their mouths collided. 
Sparta Cat putting his claws to good use and ripping the hockey gear. <laughs> Why is he wearing hockey gear? <laughs> he always wears hockey gear. Sparta Cat putting his claws to good use and ripping the hockey gear right off of Sparky's body. The dragon's wings unfolded completely and he held on tightly to Sparta Cat as he lifted them right off the ground, flying them up over the mansion and into the clouds. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> we did it, we did it. I might literally much. just have to like post the unedited version of that. It's too much. Because, like, I have no idea how I'm going to put this together. I tried really hard not to laugh. <laughs> I want... Okay, first of all... I know... <laughs> first of all, this is the most romantic thing I've ever read in my life. Um, I just want to say... Like... Wuthering Heights? Nothing on this. Pride and Prejudice, absolute bullshit in comparison. This is true romance. And if you think about it, Sparky... Uh, actually, he doesn't. He doesn't. No, never mind. He doesn't have Darcy vibes. But, you know, maybe a little... Actually, you know, maybe a little bit. No, Sparty's too nice. No, no, no. Sparky. Oh, Sparky. Okay. Oh, Sparty okay. Cat is Elizabeth Bennett. 1,000%. <laughs> But anyway, what I'm saying is all of the classics, bullshit in comparison to this. The Great Gatsby, bleh, nothing in comparison to this. Oh, dear. Thank you. I just have a question, which is that obviously Sparky wears hockey gear at work, but does he wear hockey gear in, like, his day-to-day life as well. He can clearly take I, it off. I just like to imagine. No, I I don't know. When I'm writing um, this these mascot minutes, I like to imagine that mascots just like only ever wear hockey gear. <laughs> uh, like anyone who's ever worn hockey pants can attest to this. They're awkward. They're weird to wear. Like if I... Like when you have to wear hockey pants... Like, one of the best parts is taking them off. Or, well, actually, that's not true. One of the best parts of wearing hockey pants is when you sit down in them and they, like, they're, like, squishy. Mm -hmm. But the second best part of hockey pants is taking them off. So, so, I guess... Look, it's just, like, you never see mascots wearing anything else, right? I mean, some of them don't wear pants. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's just... They always wear their work uniforms. Um, let us know in the comments or, like, tweet us, email us, whatever, um, your opinion on this, like, question. Um, do you think that mascots wear their work uniforms (laughs) everywhere, or do you think they have other outfits that they wear when they're not working? Please let us know. Um... It's it's an important question. It's it's relevant. It's really important for us to know this so that we can give you the most accurate um, mascot content (laughs) possible. Yeah, (laughs) I would love to think about their little outfits. Okay, (laughs) we need to move on. Uh, (laughs) 
that wasn't even a good transition. <laughs> we really we just really need to move on because it's gonna ruin my brain if we think about this too much. We actually we don't have any like mascot news this time. I feel like the last few episodes we've been able to kind of like um, you know. Excuse me, did you uh, not listen to the next thing by giving like mascot news? Did you not listen to my amazing <laughs> report on the hamster Euro scandal? Did you not? Were you we, not we here? Just put it in a different section. That's true. I have to say once again, like German really coming through for me because I wouldn't have known that if I couldn't read German articles about the stupid hamster mascot. I love this for me. <laughs> finally, finally, it's worth something. <laughs> right. So, let's talk about depressing news instead. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right. So remember how we said that like the draft was great, and then oh, it and was then so things nice. went to shit. You know, I woke up the next day and I felt so good. And then I had a lovely conversation with my boyfriend, and then I got off the phone and I opened Twitter.com and I saw that Anthony Duclair wasn't retained by the Ottawa Senators, and I hated it. I hated it. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it was, like, it was unsurprising because, like, you know, everyone's gonna leave, but I was, yeah, I was very disappointed, like, I like Duclair, and I didn't, like, because I didn't watch last season, like, I didn't get to see him that much, and, like, I was really looking forward to watching him play this season whenever it starts, yeah. So, Anthony Duclair, I think, you know, like, people bring up that he didn't have a great sort of run in the second half of the season, but he was really good in the first half of the season. You have to bear in mind, Anthony Duclair is playing on a pretty shit team (laughs) that is being actively just gutted by its management. Like, you know, obviously there's good players on the team. You've got Shabbat on the team. You've got Kachak on the team. You've got White on the team. Um, You've got good... Barra was doing really great this season. Like, you've got good players on the team. But in general, it you know it wasn't doing great. So to be a good player on a bad team is still a pretty good sort of mm-hmm. indicator of you know your quality as a player. And basically, what we know that happened is that Anthony Duclair decided to represent himself, which you know you it, it's probably a pretty straightforward kind of transaction that was going on, and mm-hmm. um. He spoke to Elliot Friedman about this, actually. So Elliot Friedman sort of um, posted the quote that he got from uh, Anthony Duclair. And Anthony Duclair said that he decided to represent himself and that Dorian was super respectful of his decision. And they had a few conversations and he expressed his desire to be a senator, um, that he liked playing for DJ Smith and that he, you know, he loved the city of Ottawa and the fans and he said that he wanted to become an important piece and a leader for the organization during the rebuild, which, you know, I think it's fair enough to keep him on. You know, like, I don't know if we were necessarily going towards Captain Anthony Duclair, but I think he could have been a really valuable piece for like a couple of years, right? Like, give mm-hmm. him something. And the last sentence, after saying all of this, he just said, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to speak with other general managers across the league. <laughs> so, obviously, like, whatever he was looking for, he didn't get. And he's now a free agent, and he's now sort of testing the market. The market is crazy right now. 
mean, <laughs> there are so many, like, free agents in the market right now. It's sort of, like, maybe it just feels that way as an Ottawa Senators fan because, like, nobody's being signed. But mm-hmm. it feels like the market is just flooded. And, you know, right now, like, while we're recording this podcast, it's, like, any minute we can get new news. We don't know what's happening. Like, it's just a constant you know, switch. It's sort of, you know, it's that time of year, right? Like, mm-hmm. the rosters are really changing. It is kind of funny being an Ottawa Senators fan during free agency because it's like, we're not really signing anyone, but we're just wa- we're just watching all of our former yeah. players get signed, <laughs> which is like, that's the exciting part. Um, but yeah, like, it was, it was really weird. It was, I think it was just very predictable, like, very typical of the Sens. To just have this shady, like, yeah, he seems to want to stay, but, you know, we're not offering enough money for him, so we're just going to let him go. And then, like, the, the also the added part of, like, he was, in, you know, he was doing a lot of activism, and yeah. it just kind of looks bad to be like, no, we don't like him that much. It was he just, was, like, it was, he was, it was very, very familiar, and it was sort of a reminder of, like, oh, yeah, this is the team we cheer for, you know? It was sort of a shame, and, like, I don't think that, you know, Anthony Duclair is not a player who is so, it's such a superstar that he can ask for, like, a crazy contract, right? Like, mm-hmm. we could have paid him a decent amount of money, which we could have afforded, because, you know, we're, like, barely making the cap floor, and, mm-hmm. and, and kept him on the team. Instead, the Senators were like, okay, peace out, you can be a free agent, and then signed Eric Goodbranson? Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Goodbranson, I don't think as good a player as, as Duclair. It's, they keep doing this, where they're like, you know, they, they get rid of someone, and then they're like, oh man, we need a player that's exactly like that guy, right? But we maybe gotta, a little bit worse. Spot, like, like, then why did you get rid of him? But it's like, oh, we're gonna get someone who could cost sort of, you know, around the same amount of money, but who's worse? What? (laughs) It's so weird. And, like, I don't fully believe this, like, conspiracy theory going around that Duclair, that, like, you know, they they got rid of Duclair because he was, you know, in favor of, like, Black Lives Matter and he was being a bit vocal about that. Like, I I have a low opinion of the Sens. I don't think it was just that, especially since the new guy has also been pretty vocal about that. Yeah, he, Um, like, literally wrote um, an article about, you know, how he regretted being silent in the past and how, like, one of his sort of mm -hmm. mentors was, like, you know, a, a, um, a black player in the NHL and how it was really important to him to sort of, like, start talking more about the importance of like supporting and uplifting black players within the NHL right like and I don't Mm -hmm. think as much as the senators are like super shady in terms of like their public um statements like you know it it, you know it's a little bit fucked up that Sparta Cat is more progressive in his Twitter (laughs) statements than the Ottawa senators but I don't think that they necessarily were getting rid of him because he was um, part of, you know, the Hockey Diversity Alliance and because he was mm-hmm. speaking up about sort of the struggles he's faced and also just, like, the struggles that black people in North America face in general. And, like, not that's not to say that that's not, like, it could have been a part of it. I don't know. 
I don't think that, I don't, yeah, I don't believe that, like, conspiracy theory, but I do understand why people think that, just because, like, I've said this before, but, like, we're so used to, like, this weird off-ice drama, like, Mm. permeating everything with the Sens, and, like, you know, every single move they make having to do with, like, just, yeah, weird, like, petty drama. Yeah. So, like, I do kind of understand the tendency to do that. 100%. I also think that Eugene is, like, a a dirty capitalist pig and a, you know, like, mm-hmm. diehard conservative. But I think that... I, I don't think that that's necessarily the reason. I think it's just, like, Pierre Dorian doing some kind of deranged shit again. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even understand where he's coming from. Eric Goodbranson... Seems like a nice guy. He's from Orleans. Pierre loves signing Orleans boys. He's obsessed with Orleans. It's like, okay, we get it, honey. Like, you love Orleans. He seems fine. I just think that, you know, it's kind of ridiculous that we signed Gud Branson when we could have spent that money on a Duclair contract. Mm -hmm. But... I guess they were like, oh, we need to, you know, ramp up our defense. Let's get this guy, I guess. But (laughs) it's the sense. Like, I don't even, I don't even understand the logic behind it anymore. (laughs) Yeah. But, um. It's just, isn't it so much fun cheering for this team? It's, you know, the thing is, I'm starting to, like, I'm starting to get really happy for people who... We're moving on. So Borrow just announced that he's going to Nashville. And I'm really excited for him. That's a nice fit for him. I'm still, like, it's going to be really sad to see him, like, playing for another team. I don't know. I, I, like, I still get sad about this, even though, like, it's so predictable. And I don't know. I feel like there's a difference between, like, accepting that a player isn't going to be playing for your team anymore and then actually watching them play for another team. Like, yeah. I mean, I love Nashville. It's, like, my second favorite team. Uh, I think they're really fun to sort of watch playing. And I, the people who do play there seem to, like, have a really good time. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, Barrow gets to be in the sun. Nashville seems like He gets to play with Gunnar Wolf Fontaine. He does. The only thing that's, like, such a bummer is that literally, like... They just announced that Burrow is going to Nashville, and then they also route announced that Tourist <laughs> is going to Edmonton, which is I know <laughs> such a bummer because they're like you know obviously they play together and they also are still friends or at least their wives are still mm-hmm. friends like they hang out in the summers when they're all in Ottawa, you know it's such yeah. a shame you you want the best for these guys they're like players who are sort of near and dear to our hearts as Sens fans, not just because they were great players but also because they just like were these personalities in the league who were really, you know, invested in stuff like the Condors and who really tried to sort of give back to the community. So, of course, it's sort of a bummer to see them, like, go away, but I would also love to see them go away together. I'd love to think that Mm -hmm. they could, like, you know, spend the winters together in Nashville and the summers in Ottawa, but uh, that's in a world that is, you know, that's, that's in my brain, where the world is better than it is. So <laughs> I know hockey just doesn't work that way. Yeah, like I I hope Edmonton fans enjoy Taurus. Taurus is like genuinely one of my favorite NHL players. Yeah. Like I am still so sad that he left the Sens. Like I was like that was a really good trade that they made and mm-hmm. it was before things really went to shit, but like I was absolutely 
gutted when he left. Yeah. And, yeah, Turris, like, thoughts and prayers. I hope he manages to, like, (laughs) not lose his mind in Edmonton. Like, I'm so sorry. I mean, I kind of, like, I kind of like Edmonton. I think I brought this up last week, that despite the fact that the Edmonton Oil is the stupidest name on earth, I think the team seems kind of charming. I It's not so much that I hate Edmonton as, like, I feel so bad for yeah. any player who plays there. Like, I am so sorry, Terrence. They're not as bad as they were before. Like, they're, you know, I, I'm sure it's more bearable now. Yeah, but, you know, I wish them all the best. Um, And then... Uh, Bobby Ryan, we just found out, is going to Detroit, which I think could be a really yeah. good fit. You know, like, I'm not... Mm. I'm kind of sort of happy for him. It's nice to see Bobby Ryan, like, play in a team that might be doing better than the Senators next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, again, like, wish him all the best. He's co- sort of been through it, right? And, like, you just want him mm-hmm. to do well. So, yeah, it's just like a bu- it's like watching your children leave home. <laughs> they've they've graduated from the Sens Training Academy, as I said in the last yeah. episode, right? Like, they're just, they're moving on. So, the only, like, other two things that are sort of, like, significant moves that we sh- could or should maybe talk about is, first of all, that Henrik Lundqvist is going to the Capitals. That's so fucking weird. Like, sorry, Lundqvist with any team but the Rangers? <laughs> like, I, no, that's so weird i mean i think it's i can see it although i do know what you mean like it's crazy to see him anywhere Uh else it's sort of like worth bringing up because there was this brief rumor that the sens might be you know Mm. sort of trying to get him uh which i think is just you know really thinking that we were going to spend that money which is just ridiculous like there's no you know obviously i want hendrick lungfist on my team He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I would... Yeah. <laughs> I, it, that's well, like... To be fair, though, H- Henrik Lundqvist is at the end of his career and really hoping for a cup right now. And, like, despite what Eugene Melnick might say, I... Well, I mean, like, you know, Melnick did guarantee a run of unparalleled success. Starting next, next year. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not sure Henrik Lundqvist is entirely convinced by that. Yeah, but, like, that... Obviously, like, thinking that Henrik Lundqvist was going to be like, yeah, this is going to be a cup contender. And also just thinking that, like, did anyone think that Eugene was going to spend the money to get us Henrik Lundqvist? Because the answer (laughs) is no. Like, the answer is 1000% no. Like, you just got rid of Anderson or, like, just let him become, like, an, you know, a, um, a UFA. If we can't keep Anderson, we're definitely not getting Lundqvist. It just... Mm -hmm doesn't make sense so but it was a also yeah it was a funny rumor a rumor that i appreciate (laughs) it was okay but also if there are any caps fans listening to this please explain to me why the caps signed henrik lundquist after getting rid of braden holtby like (laughs) i don't know that seems weird to me like you're just trading one like beautiful amazing goalie for another beautiful amazing goalie and it's like the thing the sends keep doing where it's like why don't you just keep the one you have right yeah it's very weird holby's going to the canucks um that's weird but okay again like strange that he's not going to be a capital anymore but okay i guess okay. 
it's just, you know, one of those, like, weird things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Yeah, Anderson, as of right now, has not been signed yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm refreshing Twitter, waiting for that news. I'm interested in seeing where he's going to end up. Like, I hope he ends mm-hmm. up someone nice. He deserves it. He's sort of, like, you know, at the end of his career, and he's an amazing goalie. I mean, mm-hmm. considering how bad the Senators have been and how many pucks this man has stopped, like is truly incredible so i wish him all the best i'm excited to see where he ends up um let's talk about something i just uh, something else that my brain cannot compute is that the the tampa bay lightning won the stanley cup (laughs) it's just not it's just i this year is so fucking weird the Tampa Bay yeah. Lightning won the Stanley Cup. And at first I was like, I respect this because they did that video where the boys were back in town and they were all riding <laughs> jet skis. And I was like, I love this here. <laughs> I love this song. But then they went back to Tampa and they were like, Ay, we love the bars are open again. And then they let everybody drink out of the Stanley Cup during a global pandemic. And just had, like, giant crowds in general. Like, Tampa Bay fans were, like, gathering in huge groups as they were for, like, watch parties as well. And the NHL was showing them on TV. And, like, I'm going to stop talking before I say something offensive about Florida. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay. As Here's the thing. It's a meme to, like, dunk on Florida. And I get that. (laughs) But... I read this book by Kristen Arnett called Mostly Dead Things that plays on Florida. And after finishing that book, I was like, Florida's fucking dope. I love Florida. Florida sounds amazing. And now I'm like, Kristen Arnett, you tricked me. (laughs) Florida's not that cool. (laughs) I've never even been to Florida. I go to South Carolina like all the time and I've never just like gone further south. I've never been to the US. I just like to um, imagine that certain cities have something interesting about them. Um, But anyway, my point is I'm I'm mostly pro-Florida. It seems kind of fun. But then everybody decided to have watch parties and drink out of the same cup. So... Mm-hmm. I think I might have been wrong. <laughs> to be fair, and okay, people were pointing this out on Twitter in a like in a different manner, but like to be fair, I think most cities would have done that. And I'm saying that in the sense of like all cities are bad, hockey fans are trash, this is bad. Whereas a lot of people were like, oh, I'm sorry, if your team won the cup, you're saying that you wouldn't want to like attend a parade and drink out of the Stanley Cup. And like, I would want to. Would I do it? No. Yeah. Like, it would It would genuinely suck so bad if I didn't get to experience, like, a Stanley Cup celebration if my team won. <laughs> just, a th- just a sorry, just the thought of the Sens winning the Cup is, like, so funny to me right now. Yeah. But, like, genuinely, like, I'm trying to think back to 2017 and I'm like, if they had won the Cup and I, like, hadn't been able to attend the celebration, like, that genuinely would have been really, really difficult. But... Like, I'm sorry, it's a global pandemic, you can't do this. Yeah. Um, And I don't know, I feel like with the way the games are working, like, I don't know, the NHL might be able to, like, arrange some kind of party once it's okay to do that, right? Yeah, I mean... 
like I understand wanting to celebrate things. We're all starved for like human connection right now. But like, come on, my dudes. And I totally agree with you. I don't think it's Tampa's fault. I think there's idiots in every city in the world. If any other city would have gotten... You think Toronto would have stayed inside? Exactly. Sorry, no. <laughs> like, I mean, like, Oshawa. Like, think about Ontario in general. We didn't We didn't get a Stanley Cup, and we're still somehow managing to just spread the virus around like crazy. I say we very lightly. I'm literally in Germany right now. But you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. every city in the world is full of people who are maybe a little bit irresponsible. And so I don't want to blame this on Florida, but it's kind of funny. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like they're leaning into the meme. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, that... It's like, you just... You're not even trying to disprove this, like, Florida man thing. (laughs) Like, literally, Florida man drinks You're just embracing it. Like, literally, Florida man drinks out of same cup as, like, God knows how many people... (laughs) To celebrate sports victory. Oh, God. It was... It was something. I have to say, though, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning. I wouldn't have expected to see this. It was kind of fun to see them win. Um, Mm -hmm. I loved the Boys Are Back in Town video. Um, also, you had, I'm just, like, shouting out all your best tweets from the last, like, few weeks. Oh, thank you. That tweet about the boys are back in town, and it's oh. just COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I literally just, I mean, I want to say Photoshop, but I just used an app on my phone. I just put, like, the coronavirus on their faces. <laughs> and when I describe that tweet, it sounds bad. <laughs> sounds not funny it was really funny i mean technically like they weren't exactly bringing covid into tampa because they were coming from the bubble oh yeah but they were helping spread it they were right like they they were they were creating a corona party yeah and this kind of brings us to the next thing that we were going to talk about which was like how the bubble sounds fucking depressing because i can understand that they after like being in this like bleak bleak environment for a really long time they just wanted to like act out like they just wanted to celebrate mm-hmm. and see people and like have fun with fans i i can you know understand that people are people at the end of the day i'm not saying it's good i'm just saying mm-hmm. i get it yeah that like yeah espn did this whole like article where they talked to a bunch of anonymous players um about what the bubble was like and like it was it was depressing and shocking and also like fucking hilarious at times like i felt really bad for laughing but it sounds like yeah like it sounds like they were just locked in they were literally like excited to get on a bus to go to their practice facility because they could see the sun like that that's really, really concerning. Yeah, it sounds like it was just not as advertised and, like, they really didn't know what they were going into, which, like, I I feel for those guys so much. Like, I genuinely think that's so shitty of the NHL, but also I laughed so hard at this part where apparently, like, they were advertising, the NHL was advertising, like, fly fishing oh, yeah. as one of the things in the Western Conference, and apparently it became this inside joke where everyone was like, has anyone ever been fly fishing? Well, because they- And they were like, there was also apparently, like, the guy was fly fishing near the mountains, and they were like, the mountains aren't anywhere near Edmonton. <laughs> it was, it sounds- Like, where is this? 
so bad. Like, they, I mean, literally, you know, people were like, oh, okay, like, these are your, you know, things you can do. You can go golfing, you can go fly fishing in the mountains, which are not near your hotel, which is very funny. And they were saying, like, golfing was just a struggle because you had to sort of, you know, try to... a team thing, right? Yeah, you had to go as an entire team and you had to be really specific about, like, times and turns and all that stuff. So there was nothing relaxing about going golfing. Like, the way that the Mm -hmm. NHL had originally made it sound sounded way better than it was. We discussed before how, like, it already seemed weird that the NHL was saying that once you got to the Stanley Cup finals, your family could come. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, like, if you remember this, but a few episodes ago we discussed how the whole quarantining in that situation and stuff just seemed really iffy. And basically, at the end of the day, nobody's pa- partners or, like, families really could come because you had to, I mean, you'd have to get, like, a private jet, which is super mm-hmm. expensive. The quarantining was, like, almost impossible to do, like, especially when there's children. And then one of the players had said how they'd seen that the NBA had arranged schooling for the children and childcare and mm-hmm. they were like why didn't we think of this like why did was this not provided for us so at the end of the day it was just like isolating and sad like people they were saying like oh okay like we'd have some drinks at the bar and sometimes some of the players like took like edibles to fall asleep mm-hmm. it sounds really sad actually yeah and yeah it sounds like the food was not that great or like it was very mm-hmm. repetitive yeah. and like they'd also advertised a bunch of food trucks and stuff and like oh that's so so typical of the nhl to be like yeah we're, we're gonna sell them sell the players on this bubble idea and then not do it i also want to read out this quote because it it hit it, I felt this as an Ottawa Senators fan, and I just thought it was a really funny quote. Again, I'm not laughing at these players. Like, genuinely, this sounds like a terrible experience. It's just some of the quotes were very funny. And it was, Some teams like Florida really didn't have much in the way of this or that in the bubble. But Montreal, in their little practice arena, had wraps and smoothies and everything ready to rock and roll. That's a team that's got deep pockets. <laughs> I just love the idea of the teams being like, Oh man, Montreal, they've got like this... Yeah, this they luxury got experience, and they like, got snacks. What, <laughs> what would the Sens have done? They would have done nothing. It's you know, it's real, and they're also saying like some of the teams, you know, like they got meeting rooms with balconies so the players could go out on the balconies and get a bit of sunshine. Others didn't. Like some players had their um their t- their their rooms right in the middle of the hotel. So it was basically, like, next to no outside time. One of the players was saying that it could be, like, three days without, you know, like, being out in the sun, which is pretty horrific. So it sounds awful. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, it definitely doesn't make me confident about, like, the NHL starting up again. Because I know that they're talking about, like, having some kind of, like, a few bubbles or something. Mm -hmm. Like, figuring something out and, like... There's, like, there's no way that you can do a bubble for a whole season. Like, it's, no. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's too many teams. Mm -hmm. And, like. And it's for too long, too. It's too long. It's. Like, it's one thing if it's for the playoffs, but for the entire season, like, no. It's unreasonable to expect that of players as well. I, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we regularly talk about how, like, these men make a lot of money and they, you know, they make a lot of money to play sports. 
but mm-hmm. the you know just the the pressure that must be on you and to have absolutely no release no social contact outside of your team and like the teams you're playing against no daylight most or you know like no fresh air a lot of the time that that's just too much to ask of a player like that's it's inhuman it's just not okay mm-hmm. so i don't think they can reasonably arrange something like that for the next season and you've also got to consider that the travel restrictions are going to continue so you're also talking about you know like the governments being like no you can't just go back and forth for games you know if you think about it the mlb said you know like that the blue jays couldn't play in toronto this year they basically were like no you got to stay in the u.s so I don't know how they would arrange sort of the travel between Canada and the US if they would arrange it. I mean, clearly none of them got sick. They had to get tested like every single day. And they were also saying how they mm-hmm. just, you know, people were like terrified. At first people were like sort of thinking about smuggling in girls or whatever. And they were so scared mm-hmm. of testing positive one day and being caught that it just, you know, that's that's that, right? Like you're just monitored mm-hmm. 24-7. I think it's yeah. I you know, I love this stupid game. Um <laughs> I love watching hockey and <sighs> I give players flack sometimes cuz I'm like, yo, you guys make so much money, you know, play a good game, but they're literally human beings and I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's unreasonable for us to say like, oh, you got to live in these like absolutely inhumane conditions for our entertainment. And the NHL bubble was obviously just like not something that is sustainable for players to live in for a long time. Like I think that yeah. MLB, you know, as much as they did test positive a lot, like there were a lot of COVID cases in baseball this season. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more reasonable. The NBA seems to have done really well, despite the fact I made fun of them mm-hmm. for being locked up in Disneyland. <laughs> that sounds so cool though <laughs> I mean but you know that's space that's space for you to uh-huh. go places even if those places are a Disney safari <laughs> but like there's being in one hotel is depressing and they were saying that like in Toronto one of the highlights was that there was like a rooftop pool so people could mm-hmm. be outside and swim and hang out by the pool and that was like good people seem to think that toronto was like a little bit better than edmonton which makes sense but you know it just sounds my poor boys you know and then they go to Mm -hmm. and then they win the stanley cup and then they go to tampa bay florida and they do crazy shit yeah (laughs) like we need to find a balance i was feeling so bad for you i was so sympathetic and then you went and just like ruined it but like you know Think like, about, I do understand. Think about... Again, I have sympathy for them. Yeah. I understand that you just won the Stanley Cup and you want to celebrate. I mean, I think for a lot of us, so. just, like, quarantining for 14 days can be really fucking depressing if you can't go outside, right? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of yeah. us who have to quarantine and we don't have gardens, for example, it's mm-hmm. grating. It's so frustrating. Imagine having to do that for, like, the entirety of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's just... It's too much. Yeah. So that was bad. <laughs> was. But um, it's also the last thing we had to talk about this week. And we're going to leave yeah. off on something positive, uh, which is awarding Big Rig Energy. 
So this week, we have decided to award Big Rig Energy to Quentin Byfield for being the highest drafted black player in NHL history, and generally just being wonderful. I, like, as much as, like, I was sad that the Sens didn't draft him, because I did want him. Not that I'm, like, like, obviously now I'm really excited about Stutzler, or however you pronounce it. No, you did an amazing (laughs) job. That was great. Thank you. I'm so glad. Um, anyways, like I'm so excited about the guy we got. Like I'm, I'm genuinely like really, really looking forward to the next season to see how he plays. Um, but like, I do really like Quinton Byfield as well. I do too. I'm really excited for him. I'm excited to see how he does, and just like, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a good time to be a hockey fan. I think in general for the game. It's an interesting time to be a hockey fan, and I just, like, I I love to see more diverse players coming into the league and being mm-hmm. successful. And um, I think that's something that sometimes I'm like, man, this, this, like, sport or, like, the fandom or the news is just so grating, and I'm like, man, I hate this shit. <laughs> But then when you get to see, you know, like these young players coming in and the way that the game is slowly but surely growing and becoming more accessible and becoming more uh, diverse, it just like makes you stoked to be a fan. And so, Mm. you know, on a selfish level, I'm stoked to see the game grow. But in terms of just like pro sports and the NHL and... um success for uh black people and people of color in hockey this is like a really great uh milestone and i hope there'll be many more after this mm-hmm. anyway yeah. we love you quentin byfield <laughs> we do um yeah and i had lots of fun at the draft it was a good good 24 hours before things went to shit again yeah <laughs> anyways <laughs> on that note, um, thank you for listening to the Samalnikin Life. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. I am at C Beata E, that's C B E A T A E. And I'm at Cool Cat Mum, that's Mum with a U. And you can email us at thisamalnikinlife at gmail.com. The music this week was Far From St. John's by Jessica Pearson and The East Wind. They have a new single called Ready My Heart out now, and you can find them at Jessica Pearson East Wind on social media or jessicapearsoneastwind.com. Also, they've got like some t-shirts out with a beautiful design that is by somebody who's near near and dear to my heart, which is Tina. Shout out to Tina. Our logo is by Luna Novi and Angus Fitzgerald-Clark. For bonus content, please find us at patreon.com slash thisamalnikinlife. You can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, it would be a huge help if you could rate and review us on iTunes. Awesome. Thank you. Bye.
Till I die. 